At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with Watson X Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. into Long Shots, the world's number one golf betting show on VSIN and VSIN.com, the sports betting network. I'm Brady Cannon along with Wes Reynolds, Nick Henyon, and Triv McKenzie are at the controls. Karina Howe and Rob Moreno supporting from down below as we get ready to take you through the next hour of golf betting conversation. And Wes, you and I came about as close as you can come last year at the 3M Open with Bryson DeChambeau to about as far from a win as you can come this year at the 3M Open. <laughs> As Michael Thompson gets his first win on tour since 2013 when he won the Honda Classic. And uh, there really wasn't anybody in the field other than the wrong side of the cut line. I mean, we knew this leaderboard was going to be laden with long shots. It was a really random finish in Minnesota. Yeah, I think we had the right idea picking guys down the board. Just pick the wrong bullets, especially yours truly. Uh, when uh, oh, It's very rare I go over where nobody on my futures board makes the cut. And that's what happens. Uh and that's the thing about golf betting from the penthouse winning the week four to the outhouse and not having a sniff of anybody. But it was still kind of fun to watch on Sunday to see a guy like Michael Thompson, who's a journeyman player, has not won on the PGA Tour since 2013 at the Honda Classic hold up and never really flinched. Uh, even though he had Adam long and some other guys chasing him, it was very condensed uh, at the top of that leaderboard. He ended up, I think having like a nine way tie for third place, including uh, Tony Finau was there. Charles Schwartzel Finau, I guess was the only guy 
that was like a real short price that was on that leaderboard. These guys were all like 80, 90, 100 plus to one on the leaderboard. Uh, Thompson, I saw as high as 125, uh, but he now gets the uh, two-year exemption. He gets in this week's WGC in Memphis. He gets in uh, the PGA. He gets in the U.S. Open. He gets in next year's Masters because the 2020 Masters in in November, the field is already closed. So they're not going to make adjustments for that. And uh, look, a life-changing win, at least for the short term, for Michael Thompson, and that's going to get him in the FedEx Cup where he's at least going to probably play the first two events. So can't win him if you're not in him. No, a real big week for Michael Thompson. I had Harris English, Ryan Moore, and Danny Lee for outrights, top 10, top 20, had Bryce Garnett for a top 20, was all looking pretty good heading into Sunday morning. I did not have one of those guys cash a ticket. Like you mentioned, Matthew Wolf and Tony Finau, really the only shorter shots throughout the entire leaderboard. Yeah, and uh, and that's kind of what we expected a little bit. We only had one year of form for this course, so it's, you know, you've got to take a little bit of, of risks and have some challenges. Uh, and uh, look, uh, uh, looking at Adam Long, who finished his second, actually had a share of the lead for a decent part of Sunday, he made the cut on the number. Yeah. Two under, barely made the cut. Had to make birdie to make the cut, I think, at the last. Shoot 63-64 on the weekend for the outright second. And him and Michael Thompson get into Wingfoot for the U.S. Open. Michael Thompson says that is his favorite course. So maybe somebody, if you want to throw in a bomb at the bottom of, like, a DraftKings lineup, uh, just kind of make a note of that. And then Tony Finau had Boyd Summerhays, his coach, on the bag uh, because he parted with Greg Bodine last week after the Memorial, who's his longtime caddy. Still kind of searching for that full-timer. It looked like his brother was going to do it this week, but I guess it's going to be somebody else. Uh, the Gipper. Yeah, the Gipper. 30 top 10 finishes over the last four seasons for Tony Finau. The most for any player without a PGA Tour victory. Second on that list is Tommy Fleetwood, uh, who has won worldwide but has never won on U.S. soil just, yet, just yet. 16. So you look at that, that's, that's just astonishing to have 30 top tens and be as close as he's been. And that's why he doesn't really drop in the rankings, even though he doesn't win enough. But, you know, I almost think like the narrative and I actually did Adam at 40 to one, and we'll talk about that in the major implications segment, but it almost is appropriate that Tony Finau has come so close and been so disappointing that he gets his breakthrough win at a major. I could almost see that happening, but we'll see who's on the bag first. Well, I think the subtle tweaks that they made to the golf course, TPC Twin Cities, from last year to this year uh, proved to be really good ones. Uh, I thought we had a little bit more of a challenging tournament. It wasn't necessarily a birdie fest. And, boy, I'm really starting to like those last three holes. That finishing stretch is really going to create some drama. It has the first two years and will in years to come. Yeah, absolutely. That par five, of course, where we had our guy Bryson DeChambeau last year make eagle, and then Matthew Wolf makes a bomb for a great finish but looks like that event's here to stay for sure this is long shots the world's number one golf betting show on vsin and vsin.com the sports betting network brady cannon and wes reynolds with you will gray of the golf channel will join us shortly and wes this week on tap it is the fedex st jude classic that has been a mainstay on the pga tour for many many years but now for just the second year in a row it flips over and becomes a world golf championship event 
taking the place of the WGC Bridgestone mm-hmm. that was held at uh, Firestone Country Club in Akron, Ohio. Yeah, and this was supposed to be July 4th weekend, kind of sandwiched right in the middle between what was supposed to be the U.S. Open and then the Open Championship, uh, the British Open. So uh, it now is in the last week of July for 1st uh, of August. So uh, nice and hot and sticky for the players down in Memphis, Tennessee. I don't know if you've ever been into Memphis in the summer. but I have. It's, and I it's pretty actually, darn hot. It does. I actually went in the summertime, uh, went to a great minor league baseball game there. I really like Memphis, and a lot of these players not only like the town, but like the golf course. Yeah, absolutely, and it's always been a good event. They've actually been in Memphis since 1958 and been in Southwind since uh, 88. Uh, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital is the beneficiary of this. Uh, Danny Thomas, the famous uh, comedian, actor, entertainer, uh, longtime representative and spokesperson for St. Jude, uh, uh, said he'd add his name to the event if St. Jude would be the primary beneficiary, and it has been for many years. But now with the WGC event, it takes on a different meaning. 78 players in the field, so both the elite of the elite for the most part are here this week. Just a couple skipping. Uh, Tiger not here. Adam Scott not here. Uh, Westwood, Justin Rose, a couple others not here. But most of them are here this week. Brooks Kepka is your defending champion, and despite his poor current form, he has performed very well at this golf course in half a dozen visits. He reads 19th, 3rd, 2nd, 37th, and 30th, and then, of course, last year with the win. Wes, we've seen familiarity and a comfort zone make a big deal for certain players when they return to that golf course. Does Brooks Kepka get healthy this week coming to a course that he's had a lot of success at? I almost played him this week, and I might if he drips up a little bit more, but he was 33 to one at a place where he won last year and led the field in scrambling and shot 16 under over four rounds. And, uh, I wanted to get him, but a lot of people got him, and then he dipped into the low 20s. If he can get to the 30s, that might be a last-minute ad because this could be a place where he gets right. Yeah, I think he opened up at about 33-1. to He has since dipped down into the neighborhood of 26-1, to I believe is what I saw. You mentioned it will be warm, sticky, and humid in Memphis. The forecast calls for mid to low 80s with humidity around 60 to 80%. Not a whole lot of wind, uh, but thunder showers in the forecast for each of the four days of the tournament. Remember, a no-cut event. Everybody will play all four days. And now it is time to bring in our guest. It is the member guest segment here on Long Shots. One of our original guest contributors is Will Gray. It is uh, our friend from the uh, from the Golf Channel and GolfChannel.com. Will Gray, uh, thank you so much for joining us as always. Great to have you. And uh, I guess Will is just not on the line just yet, but uh, Wes, he has been a friend of the program. One of the originals that's been around since the start of long shots absolutely and i always appreciate will uh, as a golf journalist he understands the betting angles of the game and is very open in terms of of talking about it and look he knows covering these players these guys bet with each other i mean <laughs> right. these guys bet all the time uh uh very much and not on just on golf either on other sports so uh yeah looking forward to talking to will and kind of uh getting caught up on all the news i think uh, i saw a tweet from him earlier today and we'll have to ask him about that uh the caddy uh, uh search for tony fee now continues as we kind of mentioned briefly earlier in the program so uh be interesting to see who he finds to uh stick on that bag whether it's the gipper or his brother uh boyd summerhays is uh caddy and i believe for his nephew this week on the corn ferry tour which is why he's not available well mr gray has joined us found his way back to the program thanks again will we were just talking uh, that you were one of the originals that we've had on long shots here so well 
welcome back. Uh, I wanted to ask you, we've had a great stretch of golf here where you had uh, the Memorial a couple weeks ago with a big boy field, one of the best fields we've seen all year, major like championship caliber. Then we go into a World Golf Championship event this week, and then we have the PGA. I mean, that that is as good a run as you can get uh, on the PGA Tour. Are you feeling the same kind of buzz and electricity as we get towards the first major of the year, all the instability that's gone on in our world and on the PGA Tour? Do you feel that they've done a pretty darn good job in creating that momentum heading into their first big event of the season? Hey guys, good to be with you as always. And uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's remarkable, uh, I guess, how well the PGA Tour has done, especially now that you see some other sports starting to kind of get on their feet and there have been a little a little wobbly. And uh, the tour is now seven or eight weeks in and, and have not had a, a huge issue that has led to a stoppage. So in that respect, they certainly deserve some credit. I, I think it still doesn't quite feel like it normally would heading into, you know, as you said, a WGC this week, a PGA Championship next week. We've got the playoffs, you know, a couple weeks after that with no fans at these events, limited media, it still feels a little bit different than it normally would. But I think given the alternative, I think they're doing the best that they can in in these sort of situations. It's hard when you've got 150 guys coming in from, you know, across the country or next week around the world, and you're trying to go and hop from one course to the next and, and present as good a product as you can, but it's, you know, it's been nice to have some entertaining finishes, some exciting finishes, and to see that two months in that they're still able to continue week to week with uh, the end of the season in sight. Well, last week in Minnesota, uh, obviously uh, weaker field, so you had a lot more longer shot odds guys uh, at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, do you think maybe that's going to end up being an anomaly? Because it seems right out of the box, and, and it's even surprised me a little bit, by and large, the winners have, have been class players. Dan Berger, Webb Simpson, Dustin Johnson, Morikawa, of course, destined for uh, stardom at such a young age, and then uh, uh, John Rahm at the Memorial. Do you think probably starting this week, I mean, limited field that we're going to start to see the class players pretty much win out for the rest of the regular season. Yeah. It's interesting. If JT, I think if he, if he would have beaten Morikawa in the playoff at work day, I think he would have had five in a row that were won by players inside the top 10. And that's certainly a remarkable streak for the middle of the season. You know, it, it, this is a weird season as it is, but, but being the middle of the season without any majors. So uh, yeah, I, I think that this week you're going to get back to it. Next week could be a little bit more uh, of a difficult one to project, but, but certainly this week with a limited field, 78 guys, no cut, you really have to go back to about 2015 when you had guys like Russell Knox and Shane Lowry winning WGC events to really find a curveball head scratcher uh, winner at one of these events. Uh, I do think that in a couple weeks when we get to the Wyndham, I would expect the Wyndham field to be similar to what we saw last week in Minnesota. So you could have another uh, relatively unknown winner in Greensboro. But from here on out, I do agree with you that, you know, as we're going to have the top guys playing week in and week out, it seems like we're going to have top class winners. Makes for good TV. The golf channel and VEASAN like that type of thing. Will, you're all over the country with these guys week in and week out. And I wonder if you found a golf course this week. I I like to use correlated courses in my handicap. Uh, You know, I think Riviera and Augusta go hand in hand. There's a lot of courses where you'll find the same guys do well year in and year out. TPC Southwind is a little bit more off the radar, I think. And I think it's a little bit more difficult to come up with a course that correlates. Uh, In your travels, did you find a course uh, that makes sense with similar results as uh, TPC Southwind? 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's kind of uh, one that doesn't quite correlate as well as some other courses on tour. But I think that the one part that stands out the most is the prevalence of water that you're going to have. I think year in and year out, this ranks is among the highest in terms of shots in the water, penalty uh, shots and so on and so forth. So I think actually last week could be uh, a good example of a course that had a lot of water on 15 or 16 holes that really came into play. And so I think that while there weren't a lot of stars last week, I think that guys, if you struggled at the 3M, you're really going to have a tougher time uh, this week in Memphis where the fairways are tighter. The water is, is more prevalent. The greens are a little tinier. Uh, so I, but I think you could also even look maybe to colonial and, and this is a, a bigger ballpark. This is 7,300 yards par 70, but I think some of the narrowness of colonial could also come into play here because these fairways are difficult to hit. The greens are difficult to hit uh, relative to some other courses that we've seen on tour. Now they, they are expecting a little bit of wet weather. And if it slows down, if it gets a little softer, those stats might become a little bit less predictive, but I do think that uh, you're going to want to lean on your ball strikers this week, perhaps more so than, than others. Yeah. Will you said in terms of the greens, these are smaller than the average greens on tour. Probably. I think the average I saw was like 4,300 square feet. So ball striking, that's kind of where I focus this week. Uh, Which of those ball strikers are standing out to you here in Memphis this week? Yeah, I've got a couple names that I think uh, I've seen you also talk about, so we might be on the same page this week. But two guys that stick out to me are Xander and, and Terrell Hatton. Uh, Xander, this feels like the sort of event that he would win. He's he's a guy that has won a tour championship. He's won a WGC before, and I feel like we're not talking about him at all since he kind of let Colonial slip away, but his game has not dropped. He's got three straight top 20s. He played remarkably well at Memorial after a rough start, and he's 10th in strokes game tee to green this year and, and very solid uh, with his irons. And then you look at Hatton who, who broke through at Bay Hill. And then he, he took three months off as everyone else did. He came back right away and finished his third at heritage and fourth in Detroit. He's second in strokes gained approach first in strokes gained putting. That's a remarkable combination. I get that the guy doesn't play a ton on the PGA tour. So the, the, the stats might be a little skewed, but he's clearly playing really well on both sides of the break and, and might be one of those people that you might not expect to contend at a WGC, but at a price, you know, around 25, 30 to one, I think that he's definitely worth the staff. He is Will Gray, a staff writer at the Golf Channel and GolfChannel.com, joining us here on Long Shots, a regular guest of the program. Will, uh, early in the week, but have you found any head-to-head matchups that caught your eye? Yeah, I think that there are a couple that, that kind of stand out. One would be, uh, I like Morikawa over Hovland. I think I saw that around a minus 120. I, I think that this is, as we said, this is a, a course where you're going to miss some fairways. You're going to miss some greens. And the week, there really isn't a weak spot in Morikawa, but the one weak spot for Hovland is scrambling. And I think that you're going to have to get up and down a few times this week. And I know that Hovland has played really well. He's got five straight top 25s up until his last start. So he certainly, uh, you know, is playing well since the break. But I think Morikawa overall is just a, a stronger player and one that I, I can lean on more as leader on tour and strokes gained approach. So good with those irons. Uh, and then the other one I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to hold my nose and I'm going to take Phil Mickelson uh, plus one ten or so uh, over Bubba who missed the cut last week at the three M he's missed four of his last five cuts. He doesn't play particularly well at TPC Southwind. This is more a fade of Bubba than an endorsement of Phil, but he Mickelson is a guy who has had some success in Memphis. He's finished second at this event a couple times before it was a WGC. 
So he likes this course uh, a little bit more than Bubba does. And I think that at plus money, he's a good step. Will, uh, speaking of fades that you just mentioned, Bubba Watson, anybody kind of maybe in the shorter price range, uh, anywhere from 10 or 40 to one, some of the shorter price future guys that you're willing to take more of a stand against this week. I know, uh, look, we know Dustin Johnson has won here twice at TPC Southwind, but two very bad performances. I don't know if there is an injury issue there, but uh, are there any guys maybe on the short prices that you would be willing to stand against this week? Yeah, DJ is for sure a really big question mark this week. You mentioned he's won here twice before, but uh, you know he's gone 80, 80, 78 in his last three rounds. He walked off in Minnesota, talked to reporters, and didn't mention a back injury, and then an hour later he was through for, because of a back injury. So make of that what you will. Uh, but he was not around for the weekend uh, in Minnesota, and certainly someone that I'm, I'm going to need to see a little bit more out of him before I would get back to to uh, putting a, a Dustin Johnson ticket in my pocket. But one guy I think I'm actually going to try and steer clear of this week might be Bryson, who's deservedly one of the, the favorites this week. He's going to be one of the favorites next week at around 12 to one. Uh, but this is a course that has a lot of water. And as we saw at Memorial, you can, if you can make big numbers, sometimes Bryson is going to find them. And it, he has not really played particularly well at this course before three uh, trips to Southwind. He's never finished better than 40th. And so I think that while he might be able to, to hone in the driver and and play like as well as he did uh, in Detroit a few weeks ago in, in route to victory. I think that the misses this week are going to cost him a little bit more. So I'm not rushing uh, to take Bryson. And then one other guy real quick would be Tony Finau, who three straight weeks. Now he's looking for a new caddy. It looks like he's going to have Mark Urbanic on the bag. He's the caddy for James Hahn this week, but there's a little bit of instability there. And I do think that, that the Sunday shortfalls are kind of starting to wear on him. And he's another guy that doesn't have a lot of, success at TPC Southwind. I think that he might be coming to, I, I think that the Thursday to Saturday play is going to drop before the Sunday play picks up. I'm going to, I'm going to steer clear of Tony this week. I'm exactly with you. Will. I feel it's starting to wear on Tony Finau a little bit too. Two close calls in a row that that's tough to shake that off and put that in the rearview mirror. We'll see how he does in Memphis. Uh, before we let you go, my friend, how about the PGA championship? It's coming up next week. Anybody that you already have in pocket or anybody that you're thinking about can win this thing in San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah, I think that uh, there's going to be obviously a lot of big names towards the top, but given the track, given Harding Park and the way it sets up, I really think that Justin Thomas deserves to have that the top seed status. And he's a guy that I would look to as my tournament favorite, just how that course lays out. There's, there's some thick rough, but there's not a lot of water. It's a course that I think could really set up well for his eye. And, and you look back over the last year, he's finished outside the top 20, only three times in 20 starts. He's clearly a, a big game hunter who's won that, that tournament before. So of all the favorites, I think he's going to be a guy that, that I'm going to look to. And then if you look further down the list, you know, if we're talking on long shots, we got to talk a long shot. I, I love Harris English at around 150 to one. He is playing some of the best golf of his career. I know he hasn't won in seven years. He's one of those several guys on tour that had to battle with uh, COVID-19. He was, he was kind of put in the penalty box for a couple of weeks but he came back strong in his most recent start. He's been a top 10, top 20 machine. So even if you don't want to go for a win bet, if you look for a guy that'll have a decent price on a top 10 or a top 20 bet, I think Harris English could be one to circle next week in San Francisco. Great stuff as always, Mr. Gray. Thank you for joining us and enjoy the WGC FedEx St. Jude, my friend. All right. It's a mouthful. You got it out.
very well that time. Good to talk to you guys. Thanks, Will. That is Will Gray of the Golf Channel. You can follow him on Twitter at Will Gray GC. And uh, an interesting pick there down the board a little bit with Mr. Harris English. He didn't quite get it done for me last week. I don't know if I uh, like him enough to back him again for the PGA. We'll see. But I, that is a good call. He hits the ball very straight, could fit that course. We'll come back, talk about Tiger Woods and his chances at the PGA Championship when we come back right here on Long Shots on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Back here on Long Shots, Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you on VSIN and VSIN.com, the sports betting network. And coming up pretty quick, it's going to be the first annual VSIN golf tournament out at Prim Valley Golf Club, right at the state line between California and Nevada, about 45 minutes off of the strip. Matt Humans is coordinating this tournament. Get a hold of Matt if you want to get in. It is a limited field open to VSIN subscribers. And uh, Wes, you said you're going to be holding down the Ford at the 19th hole. Probably not playing, but definitely going to be on hand. Yeah, I may be. I'm still making that decision, but uh, should be a fun event. Looking forward to seeing everybody uh, Sunday, August 16th at uh, Prim Valley Golf Club. And uh, Matt's done a really good job of putting this together. So uh, excited to see some people and uh, hopefully uh, at least a sign of getting back to whatever normal is anymore. Yeah, I think we've got a fair amount of people signed up in the field already. Uh, Let us uh, get to our Tiger Tracker and find out what Mr. Woods is up to. Despite playing on tour just one time in the last six months, Tiger Woods held true to form and is not going to play the week before a major championship. He only has a couple times in his entire career. But Wes, playing just one time in the last six months. Now, we don't know what the head-to-head matchups are just yet, what the prices 
are going to be on the propositions, make or miss the cut. But is this possibly an all-out fade on Tiger this week with the lack of tournament golf that he's played in the last six months? Yeah, I'm going to find it hard to get with him for the PGA, and he's always going to take money at the majors, as we know. And uh, it never shocks us uh, if if he wins necessarily. But uh, I'm going to be looking to his play in August because aside from the PGA, after the Wyndham, then you get into the FedEx Cup playoffs. And he's in that 125, so he should be. He's eligible for those events and should play. I want to see if he plays a little bit more before the U.S. Open in September because aside from the obvious being the Masters, the U.S. Open is somewhere where I really think he could have potential because winged foot, I think, with three extra months for the USGA to really doctor up that course, that's going to make it a grind. And who's the greatest grinder in the history of the game of golf but Tiger Woods? So, you know, I don't think the length necessarily will bother him. And he's also one of the smartest players and knows how to attack a course like that in a major where you got to put a premium on making the least amount of stakes and then scrambling from tough situations. So I want to see what Tiger does in these FedEx Cup events like the BMW and uh, I think it's I think it's the Northern Trust before that uh, yes. yeah. and then as you potentially could get into the top 30 for the Tour Championship to see if he plays a little bit more golf in August and I think he's going to to try to prepare for that U.S. Open. Well you have voiced your opinion on uh, possibly betting him for the U.S. Open 25 to 1 by the way at the Superbook at Westgate and I think it makes a lot more sense just on the surface. I talk about fading Tiger Woods with the last of tournament golf that he's played in the last six months and you talk about the fedex cup playoffs those will fall in between the pga championship and the u.s open we could see tiger have three or four rounds of tournament golf prior to the u.s open i again just on the surface i think it makes more sense to back him where he's had a little bit more preparation right yeah and i and i mean look uh you you trust you gotta give him the benefit of the doubt that he knows his body but i know that he wants to have more tournament reps he just did not this time around. So I would expect that coming into Wingfoot in, in uh, New York, uh, obviously where he's played the U.S. Open before and he's had some success up in that part of the country. So, uh, yeah, I, I want to see him get a little bit a little bit more repetition. I'm not going to necessarily just discount him because of how he played at the Memorial. That was his first start back. And uh, look, he's at his stage of the career where some of these other milestones that were bigger milestones that other players aren't as big to him. So, you know, if he doesn't win the FedEx Cup, oh, well, he's done it before. <laughs> or if he doesn't win certain other events, oh, well, he's done it before. At this point in his 40s, he is all about majors and he is all about getting Jack's record and then... And, and, uh, uh, maybe maybe finally being satisfied. But that's the thing about the great ones is that the great ones are never satisfied. So uh, he only has a couple more things to accomplish. And the one thing is breaking Jack's record. He will break with one more victory. Sam Sneed's all-time right. tour wins record. And then eventually he can be the Ryder Cup captain and be kind of the elder statesman of the game, if you will. I want to ask you one more question real quick about Dustin Johnson and Will Gray brought him up. He is arguably the most dominant player at TPC Southwind. He has two wins and two additional top 10 finishes. Now, his last three rounds of golf, 80, 80, 78, Jerry Rice, Jerry Rice, Bruce Smith. 
you on or against DJ this week? Uh, I'm not going to be on him this week. I'm concerned about the injury, and it's amazing that he won for me a few weeks ago at the Travelers, and then to see what's happened to him. I, I, I have to think that there's something up. I mean, one week is one thing, but the next week to shoot a 78, there's something up, I think, injury-wise with DJ. It's going to be very interesting to see what he does at a course, again, where he has been so dominant in the past. I think we'll find out the truth about Dustin Johnson this week in Memphis. We're back with major implications here on Long Shots. that rates the highest in each factor is Bally High Golf Club, a tropical golf course paradise located on the Las Vegas Strip and in the shadows of some of the most famous hotels in the world. At Bally High, designed by award-winning architects Brian Schmidt and Lee Curley, you will find hundreds of mature palm trees, lagoon-like water features, beautiful bunkering, and a stunning clubhouse home to Sealy Restaurant and an indoor-outdoor patio experience and event space. The course offers Bluetooth technology, caddies upon request, Jello shots, model-like beverage cart staff, VIP service from curb to course and back again, high-quality food and beverage, and a par-3 challenge where you can double your money with one swing. The stunning Bally High Golf Club, located in the heart of the Las Vegas Strip, is a golf jackpot, and there are many reasons why. Play today. To learn more about the Bally High experience or reserve your tee time, call 888-427-6678 or go to ballyhighgolfclub.com. That's B-A-L-I-H-A-I golfclub.com and mr reynolds mr humans and i will be there on saturday at valley high yeah they have been an outstanding sponsor of the program with us since day one and uh, we're going to go to what is a beautiful property a fantastic location right on the las vegas strip next door to mandalay bay and we're going to go say thank you and uh check out the golf course awesome yeah it's a great location i mean you can't beat it it's right down uh just like you said, just a little south of the Mandalay Bay, but not too busy, not too congested for the traffic to get there. So that's a great place to play, about as good as you can get. You're looking to roll out of bed and end up on the first tee. Valley High is the spot. The major championship, major implications segment is upon us, and so is the first major of the season. Next week, it will be the PGA Championship at Harding Park in San Francisco. The only change in the odds board I've seen this week, Wes, is Dunstan, uh, Dustin Johnson. We mentioned shooting 80, 80, and then 78. He went from 16 to 1, now up to 20 to 1 at the Westgate. Matt Humans has Webb Simpson at 40 to 1 in pocket, Jordan Spieth at 50 to 1 in pocket, and he has added Xander Shoffley at 25 to 1. Now, I have Jordan Spieth at 50 to 1 like Matt. I actually have a ticket on DJ at 18. I added Gary Woodland at 50 to 1 last week, and I have Sergio Garcia at 100 
hundred to one. Now I know you have Paul Casey at fifty. You have Bryson DeChambeau at twenty-five, and you also have Shafle at twenty-five to one. Anybody else that you've added, or you are seriously considering just a week out? Willett, I added last week. He had a good Memorial, but had a disastrous final round. But those conditions were brutal, so I didn't hold that against him. I added him at one hundred twenty-five to one. You may be able to find one fifty out there. Keep in mind, last big event here at Harding Park was twenty fifteen for the uh, Dell match play. And uh, Danny Willett uh, ended up finishing third place in that event, was yeah. one of the the final four that broke through into the bracket for that match play were Rory McIlroy, who beat Gary Woodland in the final, and Danny Willett and Jim Furyk. Uh, so I added uh, Willett last week. I did add Finau at, at 40 to 1 uh, this time. Uh, I It just seems to me like after all these near misses, He's going to break through where you like least expect it, like on the biggest stage, like at a major. So uh, I did add him at 40 to one other guys. I'm considering, uh, I am considering uh, uh, Rory McIlroy. If I can get him like 16, 18 to one, because he did win here before uh, Gary Woodland, another guy that I would be considering just on, on previous course form. But uh they're really, look, it's just like the odds are going to be similar to, I think, to what we see this week at the WGC in Memphis is that we don't have a clear consensus favorite here this week. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, I think earlier in the summer it was going to be Rory McIlroy because he's won here before, but he's really done nothing. I mean, he really I mean, he had a really good final round at the Travelers, but that's all he's done. But that's what makes him, I think, dangerous is when nobody's everybody's kind of ignoring him because he's disappointed uh, since the uh, restart on the tour. And that's when he goes off and wins one. Yep. I hear you loud and clear. I may be piggybacking with you guys and jumping on Xander Shoffley here pretty quick. If I can get 25 to one, which is still out there. I kind of want to see what he does uh, the first round on Thursday. And if he goes pretty low, if he has a nice round on Thursday down in Memphis, I, I think I'll jump on. He uh, had a great final round at the Memorial uh, a couple weeks ago to finish tied for 13th. Wes, there's started to become a conversation out there about the PGA Championship and the no fans and how it's going to lack some of the major championship atmosphere. Now, in the tournaments that we've had since the restart, you know, it's been a topic, but but now I think it's a little bit different because you go to Augusta and there's the roars in the Georgia Pines, and in San Diego when Tiger fist pumped on the 18th green, it rocked all of San Diego. Are the players going to be equally intense without the fans? And it is, is it going to be as enjoyable to watch on TV? Now, we know it's going to be different without the roars, but will there be that same element as far as intensity with, uh, amongst the players without the spectators there? I think there will be for a couple reasons. Obviously, on the player side, this is still a major championship. Right. This is still a career-defining type of tournament for guys that maybe have never won a major. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting on the television vision because this is uh the west coast doesn't get a ton of majors you know every once in a while they're going to get the u.s open at pebble beach or at tory pines but uh pga has not been in the western part of the country i believe since sahali i think that was the last one in 98 i think yeah. it was vj Singh. so 20 plus years pga has not been to the west coast we know obviously that the masters uh never leaves augusta national so uh 
I believe the television times will be a little bit later in the day, and you may get some primetime golf on the yeah. East Coast, especially primetime major golf. That'd be fantastic. I think even, even with other sports coming back, even now with baseball back and even uh, with uh, the NBA bubble starting and the hockey bubble starting, I still think a major championship is still going to draw interest. And I think having it at night on the East Coast where you could possibly have like a 9 o'clock finish in the Eastern time zone or 10 o'clock, I think makes it very interesting. How about uh, the gentleman that uh, Will Gray mentioned, Justin Thomas and Harris English? Your opinion on those two guys and their chances next week? Well, Justin Thomas is one of probably maybe eight or ten guys that can win every single darn week on the PGA Tour, and I'm never going to uh, gripe about taking him or say somebody's wrong in their analysis if they select him. He's one of the best players in the world. And people kind of got on him when he blew that lead at the workday, but it's like, well, he's up there so much, you're going to blow a few at, at some point, unlike a Michael Thompson, who once you get up there in those rare occurrences, you got to cash it in like he did at the 3M. Uh, he makes a good point on Harris English, and I've been on him a couple times this year, too, and he hasn't come through for me, but I do see the form, and it really dates back to last fall. He was great in the fall series, and he's carried it over, I think, for the most part this year. Yeah, uh, since the restart, he has a 13th, I think it was at Heritage, and I believe a 17th at the Memorial, and and then finished, I think it was 12th last week uh, at the 3M Open, just outside of the top 10 to my uh, disappointment. But uh, definitely Harris English in good form, and I think his style of game makes a lot of sense for a PGA championship. We'll talk about our plays for the WGC FedEx St. Jude when we come back with the match play segment right here on Long Shots on vsin at vsin.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com.
Back here on Long Shots, Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you on VSIN and VSIN.com, the sports betting network, and a friend of the network and friend locally here, Todd Dewey, who writes for the Las Vegas Review Journal, has uh, cracked a story here that there have been a couple of major wagers at the Westgate Superbook, Matthew Wolf and Daniel Berger. You can see the tweet there on the graphic. A $500 wager to win 40000 on Matthew Wolf at 80 to 1. And then a $600 bet to win 18000 on Daniel Berger, who is at 30 to 1 uh, for the WGC FedEx St. Jude. And Wes, uh, we know Daniel Berger is definitely a, a horse for the course. He's won twice here back in the day before it was a WGC event. And Matthew Wolf, uh, you know, to this guy's credit here, who made these bets, he's played pretty well the last few weeks. Yeah, and 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 I mean, uh, both of those guys could certainly win. The one thing to keep in mind, though, with Berger on his course form is that his two wins here, back-to-back years in 16 and 17, were in the traditional FedEx St. Jude Classic, which used to be first week of June, uh, either the week or two weeks before the U.S. Open. So it was a little bit different field, uh, bigger field, standard PGA Tour field versus a, a WG event where you've got most of the guys at the top of the world rankings here. That doesn't mean he can't win, uh, but what kept me off of him is that I just thought the price was too short in a WGC event. I thought he probably should have been like 40 to 1 or so considering the quality of play. And then, look, Matthew Wolf. uh, Hadn't really done a lot since he won that 3M Open and broke our hearts for all of us that had the Bryson DeChambeau tickets last year, but came to life a little bit in Detroit at the Rocket Mortgage Classic, second uh, there to Bryson, and then uh, Bryson got his revenge, I guess, from losing that 3M the year before. But uh, he also uh, uh, played, I thought, pretty solid last week at the 3M. I think yeah. he ended up just outside the top 10, I want to say 12th, uh, but... He was he was up there. Uh, admirable, yeah. admirable title, admirable defense, title defense. Right? Yes, Brady, absolutely. No, no shame in that. So, uh, look, uh, we'll see. But that that that's definitely some major wagers, though, on futures. Uh, absolutely, to bet several hundred bucks on longer odd guys. So, uh, good luck to that player, but not too much good luck because I didn't bet either. Though I'm guys. with you on Berger, thirty to one, a little bit too short. All of a sudden, this guy is being treated like one of the best players in the world, and I understand he he's good. But he's not it. He he's, he's not Brooks in that Kepka, class. He's Andrew Shoffley. I, I don't know if he's no. there yet. Um, I do think he should be a Ryder Cupper. He is that competitive. Uh, Eighty to one, not a bad number on Matthew Wolf. I, I I probably wouldn't dive in unless it was maybe a few ticks higher than that. But let's get to the plays we are on this week, and we will start with our colleague Matt Humans. We'll look at his futures board. I know he is on Justin Thomas, and uh, he and I were both on Justin Thomas at the Workday Charity Open a few weeks ago and uh, that was a tough one to swallow as he lost uh, in a playoff and had a three-shot lead with three holes to play. Justin Thomas at 12 to 1 this week. I would love to see him tick up even 13, 14 West, and I think mm-hmm. I'd jump in. His stats are outstanding. Like you said, one of the few guys on tour that can win whenever and wherever. He is on Shoffley at 22. Uh, Webb Simpson, uh, this looks like Matt's card for the PGA Championship. Daniel Berger, there's Berger at 30 to 1, also uh, on Matt Humans' future card, and then Gary Woodland at 41 to 1. Matt Humans is a ride or die man, man. He doesn't love you and leave you. He sticks, he sticks with play. 
players. Uh, Justin Thomas, uh, a Matt Eumann's fave, as is Xander Schauffele. We'll get to him in a moment. Uh, Webb Simpson, who I believe he hit one earlier in the year on Webb Simpson, as did you in, in Phoenix. Uh, Woodland was one I did consider as as well. Uh, I did. I was on him both weeks at Muirfield Village. Uh, he was a contender at the workday and was doing pretty well. Kind of fell apart a little bit late Saturday and uh, fell out of that top five, top ten range. But excellent ball striker, always excellent in total driving. And total driving was actually something, and I don't look at that every week. It was something I did look at, though, because total driving basically is a combination of the rankings of driving distance and driving accuracy. And I think one of the things I looked at this week were guys that could get the ball out there a little bit, but were still accurate and had that right combination. And that's what led me on to uh, Xander Schauffele when uh, my plays come up. I'm absolutely with you, Wes. I looked at strokes gained off the tee, not tee to green, but off the tee. I think how you play the ball off the tee this week is paramount and not necessarily long. Uh, we've seen shorter hitters fare well at this golf course too, but uh, efficient off the tee. I think you really need to be efficient. Mm-hmm. And that's what led me to Paul Casey and, and Xander Shoffley, a couple of other plays that we have uh, that are similar. Uh, and then, of course, scrambling is a massive stat this week, and that is because you have very small greens. If you're not hitting the green in regulation, you're going to have to get up and down. And then being a par 70, I know you and I also looked at par 4 scoring. Let's take a look at uh, the future plays you did put up uh, on the board this week. I know uh, you're on Shoffley. You mentioned the great uh, tee to green game uh, for Xander. And uh, you've uh, got the Englishman who you and I both hit at Bay Hill earlier this year. You're back on Mr. Hatton. I know. I'm being the the ride or die here with uh, Mr. (laughs) Tyrrell Hatton. But uh, look, why not? I think think he's still I'm not sure quite yet if he's in that elite stead, but I think he's closing in on it. And he's only played twice since the restart, but a third in South Carolina at the RBC, a fourth in Detroit at the Rocket Mortgage did not uh, go to Jack's place. But look, from a statistical angle, he's, uh, I think, top 10 in tour in greens and regulation. I believe he said he was second in strokes gained approach on on the PGA Tour. He's fifth in strokes gained tee to green. Uh, His par four performance, par four performance, I think, is going to be important this week because eight of the 10 par fours on this course are 450 yards or long. Yeah, they're long. So these are not necessarily Bryson holes where you can just drive it and then have a little short pitch or a chip onto the green uh, for a potential Eagle. But, uh, 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 Tyrrell Hatton is really up there in the rankings. And then in scrambling, he rates third on the tour. This is a guy that I think has been very selective and very smart about, the events he plays in uh, hasn't really shown the rust that some of the other top players have shown, and he's been selective. So I do like Terrell at, at, at 38 to 1. Xander, I mentioned uh, on a couple other shows here on VSIN, he loves these no cut events. Yeah. And he's played very well. He's won at East Lake for the Tour Championship, won over in China for the HSBC WGC event. The Kapalua, he won, and then he was in the playoff this year in Kapalua, losing to Justin Thomas. Patrick Reed also in that playoff. So uh, Terrell Hatton uh, was another one. Uh, You mentioned Paul Casey. I think we're both on him this week. Uh, This was just a play on the price. Paul Casey should not be a 100-to-1 guy. I know he missed back-to-back cuts, but... 
This is a guy that's top 10 in strokes gained off the tee, top 10 in strokes gained approach, 12th in greens and regulation. Number one on tour in total driving distance plus accuracy ranking uh, is Paul Casey. But we know what the bugaboo is for Paul Casey. It's the putter. It's a short game. Paul Casey becomes par Casey <laughs> way too often. Uh, and and a lot has lost a lot of backers some money, including uh, yours truly. 209th in strokes gained around the green, 210th in strokes gained putting. That usually isn't somebody you want to bet on but the ball striking is so good that if he just if you hit him on that week where he's making some because even bad even shaky putters make some some weeks so well this is what uh kept me off uh, paul casey and then eventually got me on paul casey he's 169th in scrambling mm-hmm. you mentioned his ranking and strokes gained around the green that that all kind of falls into that same pot as scrambling and he's not very good in in that department but uh, as you mentioned a, dr- a great driver of the golf ball uh, tremendous ball striker hits a lot of greens in regulation now we talked about these small greens at tpc southwind where was the last time we saw paul casey have great success pebble beach the mm-hmm. smallest green on tour. So I think when you can hit Greg uh, greens and regulation, when it's a small target to hit, that's a, an area where Paul Casey can flourish. And uh, as far as the Bermuda putting surface, we've seen him win twice at the Valspar in Florida, right. which has Bermuda greens. So I, I was trying to get over that uh, scrambling number of his. And I finally did. I, I saw him at a hundred to one, just like you. And I said that, you know, there were some 80 to ones out there. And I said that that doesn't suit my fancy, but a hundred to one, I'm in on the Englishman. Yeah, it's absolutely a price play for me on Casey. And then a couple quick mentions. Soon JM was more of a price play for me, too, at, at, at close to 80 to 1. Uh, tenth on the restart at Colonial, but has not been good since. He's tried to play his way out of a slump. I don't think he knows any different. He played, I think, six straight weeks, but did take a rare week off last week from Minneapolis, which I think could be good for him. And that was just more of a price play. This guy was playing like a top 10 player in the world before we stopped play after winning the Honda and then third the next week at the API. So uh, I think you're getting a guy on a, on a, on a dip here. Scotty Scheffler just fit a couple things I was looking for. He's missed three cuts and five starts. So he doesn't really stand out to you, but very good in total driving, very good in strokes gained off the tee. And look, his stats are there. Yeah. It's not likely that he's going to get a, well, his first PGA tour win his maiden win against this caliber of a field, but four of the last 10 winners here in Memphis have won on their course debut. Right. So debutantes. Yeah. The, the, he is a tour rookie, but we know that this guy's got the goods and he's got the game, but it sometimes it takes a while, but yeah, like you said, the stats were there in terms of total driving off the tee par for performance, top 10 and all. Yeah, Scotty Scheffler has been an absolute fade for me in the restart, but uh, his stats are there week in and week out. He continues to play good golf. And then there was a buy sign when he finished 22nd at the Memorial. Uh, and I'm on Scotty Scheffler at 100 to 1. I was able to get Sun J.M. at 90 to 1. I mean, when was the last time you saw Sun J.M. at 90 to 1? Yeah, he was being priced out. Of, uh, uh, I, I don't want to say post-pandemic because we're still in the pandemic. Right. But but the restart, I, I should rephrase it as that. Sun J.M. was being priced in like the 30s range. Oh, yeah. And now he's had a few shaky weeks, and all of a sudden he's tripled the pro- double, triple, two and a half times the price. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think he's a, a really good player. He doesn't really do one thing outstanding, but he does. He does everything really yeah, well. Yeah, he's not bad in anything, but, but he's not like... 
you know, some guys are really good with approaches and some guys are really good with uh, putting and whatnot, but they're weak in another thing. He's pretty consistent all the way around. He is a very well-rounded player. Uh, also, I took Sergio Garcia, and uh, guy's been one of the best since the restart uh, off of the tee. Decent scrambler, good ball striker, and I think maybe he's a little bit inspired about his fellow Spaniard and all the talk of Seve Ballesteros. Mm-hmm. John Rahm now number on the number one in the world. We'll see if Sergio has a good week, and hopefully next week too. Next week we'll talk PGA Championship. Alan Shipnuck will join us, and also Jeff Sherman from the Westgate. Enjoy the WGC FedEx St. Jude, everybody. Thanks for listening to Long Shots. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.